Yo, yo, yo. How you living? How you feeling? How you doing? It's First Choice Fantasy. We are back with another video today discussing draft slash offseason winners and losers. To my left, I don't know if you see it on the screen, but to my left is Alex. Say what's up, Alex. I am on. You were right from my perspective, so you were a liar. Brandon down in the down under. How you living, man? Doing good down here, even though I'm up, up right, top right. But... I'm top right. <laughs> my screen's fucked up. Fuck you, Brandon. Get out of my spot, bro. Zoom doesn't doesn't set this up podcast friendly. Get out of my parking spot. Yeah, winners and losers. Because we clearly know in May, right after the draft, who won and who lost. And if you doubt us, then you're just you're a piece of shit. Well, there's a perceived winner and perceived loser. No, we know for sure you can this is write it down, put it in fucking concrete, because whatever we say is correct. I can't wait to start with my first one. Well, that one's wrong, but like we already know about that. Let's get let's get Brandon's first loser out of the way because he thinks he's slick. Rookie draft, Jamar Chase, that we held baby. Last week, if you guys were watching, I pulled off a sneaky, sneaky trade, moving up to the second pick, jumping to Alex and picking up Kyle Pitts, his favorite man. No. <laughs> Second favorite, man. Still got Jamar Chase. Still got Najee Harris. Still got Brandon Ayuk out of heads. Still got Elijah Moore. Picked up Trey Lance at 205. So fuck all y'all, bro. I'm chilling. Go look at my starting lineup right now. That's my bench. That is my fucking bench. My bench is better than at least four teams in that league. I just wanted to bring up the last week's draft, so watch it. Sit down there, boy. See where this anger right here is coming from. You can witness the... You call this anger? Bro, this is my day-to-day operation. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. You always kind of respond and... (laughs) I wish that was just (laughs) anger. Jesus. (laughs) Good God. All right, well, that one was a fake one. I'm just going to go with my... We're going to get into the real winners. The real ones. Mine starts off with DeAndre Swift. The Lions improved their offensive line. They didn't really gain any offensive weapons. I mean, they drafted. Uh, well, didn't I? Don't even think they drafted a receiver. Just picked on up Ross St. Brown. Oh yeah, Amon Ra. Uh, and then they picked up two other guys off of undrafted. Um, other than that, DeAndre Swift is going to be their main guy. Even though they're going to be down most of the game, I think that Swift will be majority of the bell cow. He'll get all of the work. Jamal Williams is there also. I think he might play some of some type of a role. At least in a deep dynasty, you could definitely hold him. Carry on Johnson got waved too. So just, that's, yeah, carry on's out of there. But I think Swift obviously benefits, you know, tremendously with that. You guys can't see I found a sticker under my chair with an L on it. And since Brandon declared me a loser, I will, will wear this L the rest of the episode. That's good. It kind of looks right. like you're you're shaving your forehead and you like nicked your your skin and you know how people used to do they put like toilet paper on their cuts. Remember the uh, old Grinch movie when the Grinch came into school and he was younger and he like oh, yes. had like nicks on his face and he had you know. that's what it looked like. If you know what I'm talking about. No. 
I do anyway. anyway. I've never DeAndre seen Swift. anyone do it in real life, but yeah, neither really. I don't think it exists. Swift. Swift. Swift has to do with my uh, winner as well. Said, Ed, how about you uh, swiftly get in your winners? <laughs> TJ Hawkinson <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh my god! Yeah, but that's another positive slapper. for Swift. That's a positive for Swift too. You didn't list that, Brandon, but I got you on that. That's one. not a positive. How is that a positive? positive. Jared Goff is a positive for nothing outside think, of the LA Rams. I think he's being dramatically devalued. Like he's not Who? good, but he's not like Golf? Gardner Minshew. He's not I, Nathan Peterman. Yeah. I, I give me Minshew. Give me Minshew over Golf. Fuck Jared Goff. Give me Minshew. Menchu as an individual quarterback play is probably better than golf. Neither of them are good. Just give me the personality. Menchu is a fun guy. Golf looks like cardboard. (laughs) Well, this doesn't affect fantasy. This is just preference to have. If you have to rely on either of those guys in fantasy, fantasy. you are dead. You're done. You are dead in the water. Anyway, at Hawkinson. There's no receivers. I guess Brandon already explained this one. It's literally the same explanation, yeah. Yeah, he's the only guy. All right. Explanation, different player. I'm going to give my first winner. And uh, joke's on you guys. It's winners, early round receivers. I count four guys, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Rashad Bateman, and Elijah Moore, who have little to no competition to step in as the wide receiver one. Miss me with this Corey Davis nonsense. Don't tell me he's the one. I'm not buying it. And if you're buying it, that's fine. I will sell it to you all day long because by midseason, we're going to find out if either more busts or if he's the number one. You know, it's going to be Corey Davis, A.J. Brown all over again. Not saying more is going to be A.J. Brown. With Denzel Still. Mims being A.J. Brown, yeah. Gotcha. Ooh, Checks out. Is. Checks out. An athletic freak. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm liking I'm liking Denzel Mims, AJ, no. AJ Brown. Okay, yeah, anyway, Elijah Moore. <laughs> and a fifth guy, I should point out, in Amandra St. Brown, who could become the de facto number one for the Lions, although I'm not sure if that really qualifies. But either way, I don't know how often this happens in which you have a handful of guys who could walk in and be, like, the best receiver on the team day one, but probably not that often. So this is kind of exciting. I mean, I said it earlier that I think, this rookie class is going to produce at least one wide receiver one this season. I think they could push for two. I Mainly just chase Smith, but go ahead. Once you're finished. That was pretty much it. Early round receivers. They don't generally get this much opportunity, I feel like. Or at least not, not in the history yeah. that I've looked at. Re- writing that article and reading through all of that shit, it seems pretty rare that this many dudes get the opportunity this early on. Well, I have a reactionary... Uh, player based off of your Bateman take as one of those. Well, we'll get to that later. But what does it say about us that each one of us has a Lions player as a winner? To be fair, mine was with a question mark beside it because I don't know if Amara really counts. So, leave me out. We We are now Lions fans. Well, I think this makes us like. Probably the three most famous Lions fans on the planet because six people watched our last video. I think what it is is just the unknown of the new coach, new completely new offense. Like, I don't know. I think the unknown is intriguing, and there might be untapped potential. Do not ever use the words untapped potential next to the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Brandon, who's your next winner? Preferably not someone from Michigan. Well – uh, I said DeAndre Swift. So I'm going to go with a wide receiver here. 
uh, Michael Pittman. I think he wins uh, after escaping the draft. I would have thought that the Colts would have picked up some more weapons, but it's it's Pittman, it's T.Y. Hilton, the skeleton of T.Y. Hilton, and then, you know, Paris Campbell, if he can, you know, stay healthy. I, I thought about making Paris Campbell. I would have rather made Paris Campbell my winner. I know I saw Ed's uh, picks, so I respect that, and I can see the – that why you picked them there um but for me it's just parson uh, parson Wentz, carson Wentz history at, uh just throwing the bigger receivers he just has a little bit more you know success with it so i made michael Pittman my my winner here he really isn't competing with anyone outside of ty hilton and paris campbell and even if they both like happen to stay healthy i think he would play a role Ed, you going to talk about Paris Campbell now? You might as well jump in a bit with him. I will say that uh, he is a winner, technically, I guess, in a sense, because they didn't bring in anybody to, you know, compete with him in the slot, per se. Pascal's still there, but they brought in nobody other than, like, a six foot five, seventh round wide receiver from an FCS school. I think it was Charleston. Charleston, yeah. Um, he's not going to compete with a slot guy, obviously, in Paris Campbell, so – the GM did say he was his, he's their guy still uh, before the draft and after the draft to prove true. Yeah, that. So that's that's the double plus, I guess you could say. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. If not, well, then he's going to be the biggest loser. Yeah. It's true. Oh, that was so good. All right. Is he anyway. going to lose weight? Yeah, he probably did. He probably did. But not that much. Alex, go crazy. Okay, so uh, this, I know this is, like, fantasy-related, but I'm going to go ahead and shout out uh, Eagles fans here as winners from this offseason because now we have actual players that might produce in fantasy. Yeah. I've already said Smith. I feel like he's pushing for one. They got a neat little backfield. I Honestly, I think if we run the ball a little more, Sanders should be at least a mid-tier RB, too. And I think Gatewell could have some promising usage here in due time, maybe not immediately, but I think as the season goes on, especially because, like, I would imagine that they're going to use him, they're going to use them as, like, their own, as Sirianni's own, like, JT Hines combo. So I expect Gainwell to at least be getting touches, like, as the season goes on. So Since I'm a massive uh, Detroit Lions fan, do you think uh... – Kenyon Drake's muddying the water there. Carry on Johnson? Carry no. on Johnson. Carry on sucks. No. I think if he manages to <laughs> he's, say he's muddying the waters. He's not muddying the waters. Yeah, for Jordan he, Howard, maybe. Yeah, he's muddying Jordan Howard's waters. That's that's the correct point. Jordan <laughs> Howard is the only one that should be worried about this because his job just became in jeopardy. But like if it gets to the point that we're giving carry on touches over Sanders and Gainwell, then either A, they're hurt. B, our coach is a fucking moron, or C, carry on is like actually good now. And I mean, if that's the case, that's an outcome I will accept. I legitimately think I saw flashes on his ability in Detroit a few years ago, but like, I don't know. I think that kind of gone and went. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Like, I like the what we've got going on so far. He can stand over in the sideline and high five and like high five Sanders and Gainwell as they're running off the field. I completely agree with you with this uh, Eagles fans. I think we definitely are winners. We I mean, have something to feel good about until uh, September. I'm just hoping we utilize Travis Fulgham. I just 
don't know if you call me old fashioned or not. I just like to hear, see a bigger bodied receiver just having There's him not around. Really, a lot of guys competing for that third receiver spot. It's basically just like him and Quez Watkins, and like I guess technically Greg Ward in the slot. But if I have to watch another year of Greg Ward being our slot receiver, I might jump off a building. No offense to Greg Ward, but like, come on now. I'm sick of this shit. All right, Brandon. Who else is winning? Back to me. Uh, I'm going to go with Tua Tagovailoa here. I think I think he's a winner primarily because if he isn't, he is, like Ed said earlier, he will be the biggest loser because he will be out of a job. Because this is make-or-break season for Tua. I can see that. I, I, don't, I don't buy so. that yet. I mean, if, if they don't contr- – if they don't – at least come close to playoffs, I think that the perspective of Tua in the ownership and the Dolphins, uh, you know, locker room will See, be- but they already traded their first-round pick next year. There's not really a whole lot they can do if he busts. Or, like, I feel like they're probably stuck with him for at least two seasons. Jimmy G! That yeah, is the Cam ultimate Newton. desperation move. There is no way I wouldn't trot out Tua for, like, his third season before I'd <laughs> trade for Garoppolo. But, no, what I what I see in Tua is, is pretty good. He added Fuller and Waddle. Yeah, Fuller and Waddle, two speedy guys, got Parker, still got Gasicki, and then they drafted another uh, who's long. Uh, they still have Miles Gaskin. Nothing changed there. <sighs> I think their defense has improved some. Um, Hopefully not. Yeah, I guess that, well, player-wise, it would be nice if defense would improve. Fantasy-wise, defense can stay poor. But. Well, from an all around standpoint, fuck the Dolphins. Except for Miles Gaskin. Well, no, he's <laughs> still fucking Miles Gaskin. Uh, the people that have him, though, in Dynasty, they uh, it's a positive, I guess, they're winners from this situation. Because, uh, you know. All they got is Jared Dokes and uh, Miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed, who Alex just He's loves. sleeping on Salvan Ahmed. And I wouldn't say love. I don't even know what school he played for. But don't be sleeping on him. His name is Salvan. They both played for Washington, actually. That's hilarious. That's really hilarious. <laughs> I have nothing else to say besides the fact that you should sell Miles Gaskin immediately. Really? Yes. You think we sure. they the owners of Miles Gaskin dodged a bullet? So who do you think's gonna emerge as like the running back one? It doesn't Nobody. matter as long really? as as long as you don't have him on your roster whenever his job gets taken yeah, either next true. year or at some point in this year. Just get rid of him. Get rid of him. Yeah, that's true. It's basically a one year rental. That's kinda like what I do that, with Leonard Fournette today. Yeah. Shipped him off. Happy for that. Another winner, uh, Kyle Pitts. Winner, he's going to the Falcons. That's it. Winner. The name of this document technically should read switched in that case. Just Brandon's and losers. No, it's yeah. winners and Brandon's because it, Brandon yeah. ain't won shit but in any of the Kyle leagues we've Pitts played. If Kyle Pitts is a winner, then that makes me a winner. Because no, it I doesn't. Because that's not your whole team, you dumbass. Well, well Saquon Barkley's a winner. Going to make me a winner this year. Oh, that's spicy. Oh, I'm so afraid of you and, and like. Josh Allen. Who, who, who's that guy that's currently your start? What? He ain't got no depth, I man. Know. I ain't worried about you. 
I not worried about you in this fight. Your starting lineup come up, but is worse than mine grow. without the backup, so fuck you. But uh, Kyle Pitts, winner. It's going to the Falcons. They're going to throw him the ball. That's it. That's what I'm counting on. <laughs> well, I'll jump right into James Connors' talk. He's a winner this year. Oh, I guess that makes me a winner because I have James Conner. It, it <laughs> certainly does, but there's only room for one rent winner in this uh, Zoom Renner. chat. <laughs> Renner. Hey, man. If you've won the championship, please put your hand in the air. The world ain't big enough for two winners. I won a championship. The world isn't big enough for three winners. If you ain't won the dynasty, so sit your ass down. James Conner James had an awful O-line. Oh had an gosh. awful O-line in, uh, in Pittsburgh. He escapes that atrocious situation, and he sneaks over to Arizona where, you know, I think he has sneaky value here because uh, Edmonds is just not the lead guy. He, he, they're going to give him the Drake load. He tried to, but he just wasn't. They're, he wasn't when Drake was hurt last season, and he isn't now. And James Conner, although he's hurt all the time, but, I mean, if he stays healthy, he, can, he could possibly get that role, like you just said. That he's going to get the Kenyon Drake goal line role. What was didn't Drake land like actually pretty high on like wasn't he like a running back ten? He was a halfway decent running back last season in fantasy. Yeah, I think it was like fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah something actually like serviceable. So that's more of a testament to the actual Conner. running backs that were up there, though. Not him, more so like the injuries and whatnot. That that's happened. true. Yeah, last year was a weird year. Injuries. Now, I can get behind the Connor thing. I feel like he's just going to get the Drake role, except he's better than Drake as long as he's healthy, which is a big if. But it's worth a gamble. You can get him for cheap. You know the best running back on that roster is, though? Anthony McFarland. Oh, sorry, I forgot we, forgot we weren't talking about the Steelers anymore. Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. There, I should have known that was coming that way. Yeah, he's a winner. Uh, Alex does not agree, and I understand his thinking because it does make sense, but at the same time, I'm not going to, you know, you should you should take into account that coaches aren't the most uh, forward-thinking, I guess, in Cliff Kingsbury's case, but... He's a dumbass. I, I hope that he's not, because... He's, oh, he's proven himself to be a dumbass. You better hope that he, like, turns into a not-dumbass this offseason. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Or that Moore can just, like, work around his dumbassery like Murray and Hopkins can from the fantasy standpoint. I believe it will happen. I think he's definitely got opportunity in Arizona. But I I do agree somewhat with Alex. He, I, I know when we did our, uh, like, pre-draft rankings, I, I was high on uh, – Rondale Moore, but then, you know, my one stipulation was that I would have liked to see him land in a scheme and in a situation with a coach that could be able to utilize his capabilities well. And I don't know, Cliff Kingsbury hasn't really shown that he's great at that, and that just concerns me slightly. But then again, opportunity, dumbass coach. So the thing is that like more excel, devalue more. I get it from a certain sense because Moore excelled 
close to line of scrimmage. Like he was a very rare, like high volume target guy, but like never leaving the line of scrimmage almost. And like that kind of fits in with Kingsbury, but like I just feel like that's not what the NFL is. It's not just consistently catching the ball like two yards behind the line of scrimmage and just running around guys. And if Moore can make a successful career out of that, yeah, Samuel is the exception, not the rule. Oh no, and if Moore is the, I didn't say that he can't. I didn't say that he couldn't. I'm just saying that it would, I think, help him more if he had a coach that would like you know not do what Kingsbury does, not suck. Because then they could use more in like varying facets and not just do what they're going to do with literally all of their players, which is throw them the ball right after they snap it. She gets a little break. rooting for Rondale, though. I like the player a lot. I like the player. I just I don't like clicking for. Yeah. All right, so I'll get into my last winner here, uh, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. I say this because the Jets do not have a lot of running back, and I've always I feel like Carter's not going to be able to go somewhere where he's just the guy. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't I don't think he's like big enough. But I like the spot. I I, I, I know it's the Jets. The Jets are the, 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 the Jets are still the Jets to me, but I don't think this is a terrible spot because they probably are going to go like committee. But I don't see anyone else back there that's going to actually catch any passes outside of him. So that Devontae Freeman hype is coming in a year or two. Yeah, I hear a lot of Devontae Freeman comps, so I mean I can dig it. My original, and I'm standing by it. Now I want to start off the loser section. Go for it. By talking about running backs in general. It's running backs are losers. And I say this because like we have two teams going into the offseason with Mike Davis and Miles Gaskins as starters, and that's just depressing. I'm also not buying it right now. I, I, I that's very subject to change. I'm not about that right who, now. Who else though? Like who else is out there that could fill those roles? Is anybody? Ron? Trade Gurley? Anybody? Gurley, I would. I would think. Or like you know the draft. You know like that. This is that's also part of it because like I know there were a lot of people like the old Twitter community and whatnot, just the fantasy community in general, that were very bummed out about some of these landing spots for running backs, hence the losers. I mean, yeah. everyone was super excited about Kylan Hill, and my man gets nabbed by the Packers like three picks before the end of the draft where he can rot behind Aaron Jones. Or he know. gets cut. Yeah. That's Seventh round pick. It's probably the better outcome for like a fantasy perspective because he might go somewhere like Miami and steal Miles Gaskin's job. You know, Gainwell to the Eagles. I know that was one that people were disappointed about. Well, let's reverse order. So Ed, who affairs. you got next? For a loser, uh, I guess I'll just put his name out there because we talked about the Cardinals, but Chase Edmonds, solely for the purpose that I think Moore and uh, Connor probably going to produce more than he will. Uh, don't think his ceiling is as high as a workhorse as, like, in the offseason, early offseason, we thought that possibility could still be there. I don't think it's going to happen regardless of what happens with Connor and uh, more. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, I think he's a loser, even though they dodge a bullet by not drafting a running back. But it's a loser to me. Yeah. I, I think he – they used to play – I mean, not used to. They play him out wide a lot, and I feel like more probably cuts into those. Yeah. And then For Connor sure. cuts into everything else. Well, Connor just gets the drink roll. Yeah. Like, they're not the, – Edmonds will never be a bell count. It's not happening. Yeah. 
I'll keep this running back role going. And Raheem Mostert, you guys know that, that commercial that where the stepmom or whoever is going through the fridge the and ants, going, the ants, expired, yes, the expired, 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 expired. That, but then the guy thanks Raheem her. I've been like, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that's that's Kyle Shanahan thanking Raheem Mostert. Thanks, Raheem. <laughs> Thanks, Raheem. Expired. Expired. Yeah, Raheem Mostert. I think that's I don't pretty know, man. My man has not had a lot of career touches. I feel like he's got some juice in the tank. It's just a matter of whether the tank can avoid getting banged up. Yeah, I mean, the tank is still fresh. It's full. <laughs> it, what, had a rough what, you going to rob a bank in? Yeah, man, blocking your fingerprints. Yeah. It looks like fingerprint blockers. Like you're gonna go Expired. do a crime and expired, expired. Yeah, well, don't but, admit to that know, on here. The tank can be as healthy as it can, but I mean that doesn't really help if the tires are flat. So tires, 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 tires not tank. Like maybe what it was a gas what was... tank. Why was Mostert yeah, out guessing. last season? Huh? I think what it was, was his ankle. So I guess tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad wheels. Bad wheels. <laughs> but he has good wheels when Wait, they're full. Literally tires. It could. Okay, his frame is messed up. It, any any reference you want to make, he's just he's injury prone. That's all I'm trying to get at. So, <laughs> sorry, Alex, sorry. what's your next Chapter. loser? Uh, Marquise Brown. For like plenty of reasons that should already be obvious, but like my man thought he wasn't getting touches last year. Just you wait, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are going down. Wait till Tylen Wallace starts cutting into his target share because my man was one of the better deep threats in college when he played. So, uh, Brown better, uh, better be putting in that work. Is that, like is Javante Williams after the catch too? It's beautiful. My man Tylen Wallace is coming for him, and Rashad Bateman already took half of his targets to begin with. Uh, and his targets. Some of someone else's. Oh, there's no. There's only so many targets to go around in that well, offense. So he's losing him, and another guy is losing him because we we're going in that direction. Added. But Mark Andrews, my loser, just because we're here, we're stopped at Baltimore for. A few minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got Bateman taking – taking. Uh, I mean, I don't think Andrews is going to be, you know, bust from here on out. Not at all. Th- this might lower him but, from wide receiver one to wide receiver two, which could be a difference of a couple targets a game, which could be a big exactly. deal considering the fact that the Ravens throw the ball like eight times a game. Exactly. And that's why I have Mark Andrews as a loser – because Bateman is going to sneak into Andrews' usage. It's going to happen. We're, we're jumping on – well, I'm jumping on the Ed take with uh, Bateman. I think Bateman's going to hold some value in Baltimore because Lamar's th- – uh, I mean, he throws to the big guy. If there's two big guys, then Bateman might get some looks. And if he proves himself as more, like, valuable than Andrews. I mean, like I said, the road is very open for him to be their wide receiver one. Definitely. Like, the opportunity is there, and that's really all you can ask for from a rookie. Yeah. So, Ed, get back Ed. on the on What else the is losing? Hey, lead right, us the in horse. the next loser. We got uh, Sony Michelle, who the other day – I actually looked into this basically for my rookie draft, honestly. Um, 
supposedly, well, they drafted Ramondre Stevenson, right? They have Damian Harris, obviously. Still James White's there. Um, Rex Burkhead's there. And, uh, yeah, so Michelle's fifth-year option was not picked up. And there are rumblings that he may not even be there for his fourth year. So uh, that could be possible, which would go hand-in-hand with Ramondre Stevenson's uh, stock up if that happens. But if not, Stevenson is fluid at the moment. But uh, Stoney Michelle is definitely a, a loser for this. He's getting hurt consistently. He's been mediocre the past couple of years um, and his competition. So I don't even think he had stock to begin with, like at, at the beginning of this offseason. But now it's definitely down. He's a big completely- When in doubt, Patriots running backs down the toilet. Except for Stevenson, the future of Garrett Blunt. But I, I know I said this last year, but last year, last week, I think I did. Maybe it wasn't on the pod, but I really think life after Cam will open up big things for Ramondre. I mean, even if it's year two for Ramondre and Dynasty, I think he will be taking over goal line work. The thing is, though, Damien Harris was pretty good last year. Like, don't be, don't be sleeping kinda, on this, man. Stevenson doesn't he, – he's got to be better than Harris. Who's the back? Who was the back with the Patriots when they had blown? They had another guy, didn't Eric they? Blunt? Brandon Bolden. Well, maybe it was just Eric Blunt. The Patriots always better. rotate running backs. That bodes well for nobody because there's always going to be at least four guys in there. I mean, the guy who gets most of the goal line carries is the guy. It's not going to be one guy. It's not going to be, flex. but it's not going to be one guy because you know Palachek's going to do those things where he, he where he gives Jonas Gray the goal line touches for like two games and then literally never again. What the hell is Jonas? And like Eric Blunt had a season in there, man. Jonas, you never know. You don't remember that, Brandon? Ed, do you remember the four yeah, touchdowns? Yeah, okay, Ed yeah. remembers. Yeah. See, Brandon, you don't Gray. even remember. Belichick has you in the trance. The real loser. <laughs> You is Brandon. Oh man, Brandon, Brandon has been lost. All right, whose turn is it? Is it my turn again? Yes. All right, I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins because fuck you guys. You traded your first round pick to move up to six, and you didn't even get Chaser Pitts. That's it. You're a loser. Get out of here with this waddle nonsense. Yeah. Although, yeah. you know, if he's an all, if he's a Pro Bowler next year, you can uh, feel free to tweet at me. I'm just kidding. Nobody's watching this far. Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Losers. Fuck them. Ed. Ed. Back to Ed. Back to Ed. Back Ed. to Ed. Uh, we are talking about... Ed. Okay. Well, let me just say this. I'm already halfway done my uh, losers, but all of my losers were running backs because I didn't really, you know, think past that. But the obvious, uh, nobody else listed this, surprisingly. James Robinson. Payne. Yeah. <laughs> Insert Ed's meme. Pain. Yeah, pain. That's it. That's all I got to say. That's self-explanatory. All right. I'm going with Carson Wentz. I mean, Michael Pittman. (laughs) Michael Pittman was a winner only because I think he'll be the only guy of value in the Colts offense, aside from the potential of Paris Campbell's. but Campbell's, Wentz, there's more than one of them. Yeah, part, part of Campbell, oh, yeah. they're multiple. Well, they have multiple. I mean, they're expendable. So even if one gets True. there, plays it with another. Roll in the other. Maybe that's why they didn't draft anyone. No, they had four pairs. Campbell didn't add anyone on their offense aside from a late round tight end. Who, I mean, I like in Dynasty, but I don't think he's going say to say his name. Wentz. Say his name. 
Jalen Granson, I believe. Kylan. Kylan Granson. Yeah, Brandon doesn't know his own sleeper's Kylan names. Kylan Granson. So, you know, bear that in mind. Well, I know the location he's at. That's all that matters. And all that matters. Carson Wentz, I think he's going to be a big loser this year. Although I still think they're a playoff team, which is good for the Eagles. No, no, it's not. If they make the playoffs, don't we get first? We make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs and Wentz plays 70% of snaps. However, if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, we get that regardless of what they do. It doesn't oh, matter if they go 0-17. Really? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Never mind. I hope Wentz plays the first, like, 14 games and they lose every single one of them. I wasn't aware of that. I thought they had to make the playoffs. No, he just needs to play 75% of their snaps. So, hopefully they lose and he starts. You have a lot of hate in your heart, Alex. I sure do. That's right. If, if you're an Eagles fan and you don't dislike Carson Wentz, I, I, I've lost respect for you. I don't like the moves that he pulled off. Move? How about like, like 15 of them? Or like that comment about watching Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl is like being tough for him just really grinded my gears. I mean, that'd be kind that, of that tells you all you need to know about him as a it teammate. Is- it is kind of rough, but it is selfish, yeah. I get yeah, it. selfish, yeah. But I get it, man. You got hurt, that sucks. But, like, time and a place. Like, I don't give a shit. If I get hurt and we still win, I don't give a fuck. We won. Yeah. There are so many more reasons to not like Carson Wentz. But when he wins MVP next season, I will still hate him. Brandon, Brandon do you got any more losers? I got one more, but you guys don't have any more? I have Melvin Gordon. I'll just put that out there. That's, that's it. Toss it out. Melvin Gordon. I have one. Uh, Justin Fields. As a loser. As a loser. Because okay. he went. <laughs> Why do you act like that's a self-explanatory one? I didn't. Oh, it sounded like you were saying it <laughs> like we should have known. I don't know if yeah. you got the same vibe. Uh, because he I went I to the Bears. Think of where else he could. He could have went to the 49ers. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you I, see yeah. that report that they were down to Lance and Fields? Well, yeah. He could have went to the Niners. He could have went to, like, the Panthers. He could have went to, like, the Broncos. And, like, instead he's in Chicago. Oh, no. Fucking Bears. I get it that, like, the Bears are probably the Bears just because they hadn't figured out a quarterback. And, like, if yeah. Fields is good, that, like, he – can probably turn a lot of that narrative around. But just like with Wilson and the Jets, man, they're still the freaking Bears. And, like, Fields could have been in San Francisco with Shanahan and with AU and with Debo for, like, a game and with Kittle and, again, with Shanahan. But instead he's got Matt Nagy and, like, Nick Foles. How how different is it that, like, I get the Bears aren't, like, the ideal landing spot, but, like, You've got Cole Komet, who could be a legit tight end. You've got Mooney, who, you know, has Solid. flashes. And you got Allen Robinson, who, Good. in my opinion, is one of the best wide receivers because he's played with awful he, quarterbacks. It's not, I don't even know who, what he's I just think he's a loser compared to where he could have gone. I yeah. think Carolina would have been a better spot. I, you know, call me crazy. I think Denver would have been a better spot. I do. And I think the Niners would have been a better spot, but instead he's on the Bears. And, like, maybe it becomes a match made in heaven, but I'm saying right now that he could have had a better outcome. That's fair. So, uh, there's my controversial pick. 
I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. That was my next loser. Boyd. My last yeah. loser. Boyd. Did I call him yeah. Tyler? Well, he is a boy because he's the last boy out. No, you, you had two You had two Ds. Hence, I am – Brandon, make your point because I'm going to argue with you then, but I'll let you go first. I think ta- Tyler Boyd is the odd man out of this trio and in, in, in the Bengals long term. This year, maybe next year, sooner or later, I think he's the man who's going to get the boot. NFL offenses and NFL offenses can sustain three wide receivers, especially offenses like the Bengals that like to throw the ball eighty-four times a game. And Boyd's still a third guy. Now, if he signs with the Packers and they're trotting out like you know Trent Diller at quarterback, then I'll agree with you. But we're not at that point yet. Who knows Trent Diller? Is it Dill? No, it is Diller, right? Like the he, Ravens dude? He's like way retired. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. talking about if, if Rodgers doesn't show up and if love sucks for, you know, if love just sucks, then like they're going to have to resort to like Brett Favre. Oh, please get Brett Favre to come out of retirement. I would pay money for that. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think Tyler Boyd's going to be fine in redraft, but. I'm not exactly sure when his contract is up. And they gave him like a four year extension like a year or two ago. Well then two years then got a couple this years is left to putting into effect. I just I just really believe T. Higgins is extremely skillful. Obviously Chase. I think Boyd is good. I just I don't know. I think he's going to end up being the guy that will move on. The Muhammad Sanu of the of the Bengals from years back. Well, he'll just go somewhere better. Hopefully not. To the, Muhammad, uh, where'd he go? Yeah, where'd he go Falcons. after leaving the Bengals? I think Falcons and then Lions. Was or was it Falcons, Falcons and then Patriots, Patriots and then Lions? He had a weird history, but he, he was a talented guy. He would have been good on it. Like a, I mean, he was on a good offense. Never mind. Besides the point, <laughs> Mohamed Sanu is not the guy we're talking about. <laughs> Bengals offense should be pretty solid next season. If they can even get like slightly below average offensive line play. Yeah. All right. Well, see. Uh, that's that's it. That is it for the winners, winners and, losers. and losers. Book it guaranteed. I know we disagreed on some of them, but we were a hundred percent accurate. Trust me. That's all you need to know. The numbers are real. Yeah. Speaking of numbers and speaking of accurate. Two articles up on firstchoicepodcast.com. Alex's, which is very uh, number-centric. Am I wrong? Probably not. Probably not. He talks about rookies and why you should or should not draft them in redrafts. The answer is maybe. Who knows? That's that's the conclusion even afterwards. Make that decision on your own. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's what you should be doing. And then the second article is uh, rookie rankings and dynasty. Me Me and Cam Cutlass did that one. But uh, firstchoicepodcast.com, follow us on Twitter as well, uh, FCF underscore Edward, FCF underscore Alex, FCF underscore Brandon, and then what's the first choice Twitter, Brandon? First choice podcasts. Boom. Looking for like a heel, if anyone wants to follow us around and like swear at us every time we post something, I would love that. Yeah. We'll find somebody in due time. We'll be the most popular I want a villain. We need some questions to have like a – some type of answering segment. 
We'd love to answer some questions. You get three. Even if they're not related to football, ask me literally anything. Yeah. And I will give you something that sounds very angry. For no reason. Most likely isn't. For no reason. We need a Q and Alex. No reason. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm getting it. All righty. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Intensity. First choice deuces. First choice out. Oh, shit.